being people. All right. Let's try this again, man. Another, another hard movie hood review. We're going live. Messed up the last live. Somebody wanted to be a asshole and call me from fake book, snake book. Can't stand that shit. Especially when I barely know you. Uh, anyway, hope everybody's having a great Monday, man. Uh, hope you had a great weekend. Today, we are going to jump back. I'm back into my 1970s mode. Um, had, had to do this when I watched it over the weekend. And I remember how much it scared the fuck out of me as a kid. And I'm going to give you a couple little hints. These aren't really going to be any audio files or nothing. But look at me, teacher. Look at me. Or the. Open the window. Open the window. Mark. Okay. I don't know if anybody got that. But it is. Salem's Lot, 1979, Salem's Lot, based off of Stephen King's book, um, directed by Toby Hooper, of course, uh, just did one with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, and, and, and Toby, I don't know if it's Tobe, Toby, whatever, man, Tobe did, he did a lot of movies, man, a whole lot of movies. So, uh, Deppman definitely loved, you know, loved basically everything this guy had done, you know, like Poltergeist. It, uh, another one freaked me out. Invaders from Mars, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, uh, just The Mangler, uh, the remake of the Texas Chainsaw, uh, Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, the 3D version. Anyway, it goes on and on. It just, man, just good, good directing, done a hell of a job remaking or making this series is what it turned out or how it came out in 79 was a television series. And it was, of course, based again off uh, the Stephen King novel. Uh, Very, very like had so many things about it. Totally freaked me out. You know, my mom, again, she was the one who said, hey, everybody, there's a vampire movie coming on. Do y'all want to watch it? And, of course, we ran in there and everybody wanted to watch it. And at first, I I was a huge Starsky and Hutch fan back then. Like, you know, love that shit. So to see David Soul playing in it, as you know, as Ben Mears. Like freaked me out. I was like, oh, I gotta watch this, and uh, and, it, and it had a lot of people in it, man. A whole lot of people, good, great actors, actresses that did, went on and done amazing things. I mean, had a I was Bonnie. I think her name is Bedelia. I think her name is Bonnie Bedelia. But anyway, it's a basically Miss Die Hard one and two. Uh, Miss McClain, she plays. His, his wife, Bruce Willis's wife, and uh, she played in Hard Like a Wheel. Uh, she's played in Needful Things. I remember seeing her for the first time in the boy, the boy who could fly, and that. So that, that kind of lets you know, you know, she she has been acting for a while. 
she she was a child actor and uh, that had just grown up and uh started you know blew up doing good things um also uh you also had uh Mike Ryerson which is Jeffrey Lewis Jeffrey Lewis now huge fan of him period like cuz he was in the any which way but loose any which way you can series uh he he also played in uh, double impact with Jean-Claude Van Damme as his uh I guess adopted uncle uh he came back to the uh, played in the Devil's Rejects and played a good part in that man he definitely got a <laughs> he he got it man but a lot of people don't know that he and he played he played Mike Ryerson in the Sailor's Lot movie but he is also Jeffrey Lewis is Juliet Lewis's father. Juliet Lewis is, of course, uh, Amer- uh, not American Psychos, um, Natural Born Killer, um, Dust Till Dawn, Christmas Vacation, as Audrey, you know, and she, she, she played in so many movies. Um, just turned out to be a fan, a fantastic actress, just like her dad was a, a fantastic actor. Um, also, uh, there, Lance Kerwin um, is one is a guy who played Mark Petrie. He didn't didn't do a lot of things. Uh, he really didn't, man. He he didn't do a whole lot of stuff after that. Uh, I, I believe he did some voiceover work or something. Uh, Fred Willard. Is also in there, and of course you you got to look up Fred Willard, man. He has been in everything, like literally everything. He's been in hundreds of movies, man. Uh, just a great actor, uh, Kevin Kenneth McMillan. Um, he was the constable in that. Again, you you had to Google him. Uh, he's been in hundreds of movies. Great, great actor. Uh, just a a lot of great great actors. Uh, it had. Of course, the the Glick boys, you know, Ralphie and Danny Glick, um, and Danny Glick actually, the guy uh, was uh, Brad Savage, went on. He played in, uh, he was in No Deposit, No Return. He was in the Apple Dumpling Gang. Um, he was in Red Dawn with Patrick Swayze and the whole the Brat Pack, just about <laughs> back then. But uh, anyway, it's a uh, it, it's about you know, Ben Mears is a writer, you know, played by David Soul when he comes back to Jerusalem's lot, uh, which is now Salem's lot, uh, that he had grown up in that town and moved away because some stuff that happened at the mansion that he's writing about. And so he comes back and he's basically gets a rent a room at, uh, even Miller's boarding house and his room looks right at the house and finds out that somebody has rented it. And all of a sudden these the, the kids come up, start coming up missing. Uh, then you have Mr. Barlow who is supposed to come in, uh, Kurt Barlow. Uh, then you, you know, you, you had like, uh, Ted Stryker, uh, the guy who everybody's seen the face of the store and who rented the house out and, uh, just, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a mystery. It's a horror movie. It's a, um, kind of a semi little love story going on, you know, with, uh, 
Ben Mears and Susan, uh, which again, you know, with every little movie's got a, it's a little something, but, uh, getting to the movie, like it, it got me to where I did not want to go. <laughs> I, I did not want to look outside my window at night. And if anybody has ever seen it, uh, Nana Emanuel, what's going on, man? Uh, it, if, if you ever, you know, if you ever seen it, you knew it gave you that fucking scare, like, you know, that kid scratching on the window to, you know, to get into Danny, you know, Ralphie to get into Danny's room. And, uh, then Danny go, goes to Mark's window and starts scratching on it. Open the window, Mark. Open the window. And a dude pulls a cross on him like, man, fuck you. Get away. So yeah, you know, and you, and you just, like I said, man, you just did it still to this day. I am 47 years old, man. I seen this movie when I was like six and it's still, I cannot hear somebody say whisper open that window freaks me the fuck out. Like trips me out. Um, then, you know, you have, uh, Jeffrey Lewis, who he, I guess he, he plays, you know, Mike Ryerson is kind of the, the, the town handyman or whatever, you know, the do boy. And, you know, he, he ends up getting sick is what they call it. And the whole bedroom scene, man, where he's, you know, in the, in the teacher's house and he's, he's, you know, goes upstairs and he's like, look at me, teacher. Look at me. And I was, man, freaked me the fuck out. Like it had so many parts of it because it, it was long. Like the, the movie was like four hours long, three and a half hours long. Uh, it was, I think it was a two segment TV series originally and may have been three. I, it's been so long. I can't, I, I can't remember like how many it was, but. I definitely remember those parts scaring me. Um, the, the vampire, Mr. Barlow, when he gets there, raises havoc and again, scares the shit out of me, man. When he busts in and to Mark's parents' house and they're talking to the priest and, you know, uh, he shows, you know, um, Mr. Barlow shows up and he has, um, striker with him and, it's like, you know, they go through this thing, your, your faith against his face, you know, against the preacher and stuff. And he'll let him go and he ends up killing Mark's parents and shit. And, uh, it just, man, just, I called him Baldy. I was so young. Like I didn't even know the name. I just knew that the ball, the Baldy vampire scared the shit out of me. And it was, uh, I, and I've asked, uh, quite a few people about how the book, was with the movie and there, you know, as always, the book is going to differ from the movie because you can't put all that time into a movie, but you, you know, you can put it in, you know, put it into a book. That's why, you know, they get more elaborate, more detailed. Um, but everybody says that the movie did, it was a good job. It did a pretty good job. So I've never read the book myself. Cause it is long as hell. I'm not a big reader. Again, you know, love horror movies. Uh, you know, big, just movie fan. Um, and again, it just, it, it, it did like where Marjorie Glick 
comes back and he burns that cross on her head and and there was just so many things. I mean, they even the movie was so good that they tried to do a uh, the dumbest sequel to it. And I was so disappointed, so pissed off that they did a sequel this bad in the movie. Like it just for the it just it sucked. And but the original loved it. Now they remade the movie. And it had Rutger Hauer, Rob Lowe. I mean, and I, it came on sci-fi. Loved it. I even, I ended up buying it. I loved how they did it. Loved the spin on it. It was more towards the book of what I've been told. Uh, and it was, again, it was a, it did not scare me and creep me out as bad because I was not a kid. But even as I go back now, in 2021, I can watch the 1979 Salem's Lot. And again, it's hard for me to go piss by myself because I'm that fucking scared, man. You know, and again, if a movie does that to you, if it makes you to where you don't want to take out your trash at night or you don't want to go piss by yourself or you don't want to walk to your friend's house two doors down that's a horror movie. That's, that is, that's it. That's the definition of it. And this, this movie had so many good actors, um, good acting plots, twists. It, I mean, it was, it was wild. Sully coming in and busting his wife, Bonnie, you know, and, <laughs> you know, ended up, um, sleeping with Larry Crockett and, and of course Crockett is played by, you know, Fred, Fred Willard. And, um, but and man, the whole shotgun, the double barrel shotgun scene, it was just, it was crazy. It's crazy, man. It, it just had all kind of twists and turns and spooky, you know, part, parts to it. And, you know, just downright, some of them were just downright scary. And especially again, for the seventies, people were not ready for this type of, of scare of horrific, you know, or horrifying stuff in movies. They just weren't ready for that yet. And it really, it hit people that watched it like, Oh shit, you know? And of course, her, you know, didn't believe in vampires, but you definitely, you definitely got a what if put in the back of your damn mind. Most fucking definitely, man, definitely a, a what if. But, um, yeah, it just, it, there were so many, man, so many scary parts and points. And, uh, again, it's stuff that it did, it did not need the shock value that horror films need now to, to have people get scared. You know, nowadays you have to shock them. You have to give them so much reality to scare them because they have these realistic video games and one movie's got to be scarier than the other or gorier or whatever. You know what I mean? But back then they didn't need that. They did not need that. They had it to where it was simple. It was creepy. And what if this happened to you type 
you know, and that's what really scared you. That's what scared me, scared my cousins, uh, scared my mom, you know, and, and my dad, again, you know, my dad wouldn't, he wasn't a big horror movie fan. So if he watched it, uh, was in the room watching or whatever, you know, he'd get a, you get that, that huff from him and, you know, it probably, probably seemed like he had had enough, but, you know, we're, we're looking at 1630 right now, 16 minutes, 30 seconds. And it is going to be time for, for me to take my little break, take a little break right quick and, uh, smoke some of this fire 30% Miss USA. We'll be right back. This break is brought to you by some fire-ass weed. (laughs) 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 Man. Crazy. Oh, my gosh. Woo. <laughs> mm. Excuse me, people. Excuse me. Part of it. Anyway, I'm back. Uh, hope everybody hit y'all's blunt bowl, whatever you're smoking out of. But yeah, so back to the movie. Um, yeah, man, just it was it was it was great, especially for the seventies. It still rings loud now in horror movie circles. People talk about it. They talk about how how it made them feel. And you know, again, man, Pete, you know, uh, Nana Emmanuel. Uh, not sure where you're from, man, but you know, if you have not seen Salem's Lot, go see it, man. Go see it. 1979. Great, great movie. Fantastic. Um, and if you, you know, if you have seen it, <clears throat> comment. How, how did that movie affect you? Like, how did it scare you? Did it or did it scare you? Um, me personally scared the shit out of me. Scared the shit out of me. And. Again, every time I watch it, I still get those small little kid chills in the back of my mind, you know, like, oh, well, man, you know, whew, <laughs> like, you know, you know, there's not vampires, but still, you know, I mean, that's some creepy shit. And especially when you're fucking, you know, six years old, you're not going to, you're not going to understand because at six years old, you think. There is vampires, you know, there are monsters, there are, are zombies and all that shit. But, you know, and, and again, you know, to, to be around and still put that kind of fear, uh, you know, I, I let my son and my daughter watch it and both of them were like, and they were probably around that age. They were probably seven, eight, something like that. And both of them were just like, no, nah, I don't like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to watch that. But, for for me back back in the seventies, you know, I mean that's all we had to do. 
you know, is watch TV, go outside and play, you know? And so it was, you know, yeah. So, but it, it did, it, it still rings horror, terror, fear. Um, again, I, I don't, I still don't want anybody to whisper, open the window around me and I'm almost 50 years old. That's crazy. So when a movie does that to you and puts you in that position, I mean, yeah, dude, that's a classic. And that is, and I've seen, I have seen almost every horror movie there is out there, from the bloodiest to the to the, you know, goriest, the the spiritual, the you know, whatever, every type. And but this one hit me like a ton of bricks. I've always remembered it. I've always remembered what part scared me. I always remember what scared me the most. And there was a few things, you know, so that's, you know, yeah. So, uh, time to give it, give it my rating. You know, I'm going to go ahead and give it my rating, man. Um, uh, for the 1970s. 1979, the horror and uh, the, the fear, the horrific experience, <clears throat> it gets a 10, a 10, solid 10, because not only was I scared, my cousins, my mom, you know, uh, her her cousins, her, si- her uh, sister, I mean, it, my sisters, like, it scared us all. And we would still talk about it till this day. You know, I mean, if my mom was still alive, rest in peace, mom. But we would, we would, we would still, it would still be on her mind. And as it is mine. So yeah, total 10, man. You know, the acting, 10. Great. Uh, had a bunch of young actors in it and they did a great job. They were into the part. They played the part. Um, the, Really, they didn't need any gore. <clears throat> and, you know, you, like, again, this is a, it was a horror film, not a gore film. You know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was horror. So 10, you know, it didn't need any gore, uh, to have any shock value to it. You know, it was shocking because the stuff on film, was shocking. These kids floating in the air through this window, you know, this, this, you know, Marjorie Glick coming back in the hospital with the, and they had to put, you know, David Soul put the, the cross to her forehead and then the, uh, Mark Ryerson, you know, the teacher thing in the chair. I mean, I could go on, man. I could just keep going. There's so many that hit me like that. That's why I'm giving it a fucking 10, man. It just, it hit and it hit hard. And I, that's the way a horror movie should do. It should do. So again, you know, I, I give it, I give it a 10 straight out. You know, uh, if you do, if you don't agree with me, comment, call in. They got the little call ins button, man. Call in. I would love to, love to hear your opinion and again, how it affected you. Did, you know, did it scare you? Did you, I, I don't know if, People thought it was stupid. I mean, I guess there could be that one or two people out there, but no, it definitely wasn't around here. Not around here. So, but, you know, yeah, I give it a 10, man. And it's, uh, it's one to watch. 
So if you have not seen Salem's Lot, the original now, 1979, <clears throat> again, the remake was good with Rob Lowe. It was good. But the, the original 1979, if you have not seen it, go get it. Borrow it, buy it, rent it, watch it. You got to watch this movie. It, it will be one that will stick in your mind for the, for the rest of your life. You will not regret the time that you put in watching it. And you will tell other people about it. You'll, you, you will suggest it to go or to watch to all your friends if they like horror movies. And that's, that's my take on it. So from Tishon and the horror movie hood review, as always, much, much horror movie love. Um, hope everybody has a great beginning to your week and hope you have a great week. If I don't throw out another podcast, which I got another, another little, little surprise that I've been, been wanting to review. Of course, as always, I'm not going to tell you because you have to tune in to the next podcast and find out what it is. So no secrets from T-Shine. I'm not giving them. I'm not telling you what it's about. You got to turn, like, tune in to get it. So, yeah. But as always, much horror movie love. Uh, guys, be safe. Take care. And as always, peace.